0: This was a controversial trade that involved uh, the A's and the Texas Rangers, where the A's gave up Jose Canseco for a package of three players and cash, as Jose Canseco is want to let people know about. you want to discuss some of the guys the Rangers gave up and your thoughts on that trade?
1: Yeah, essentially, this was actually really surprising because the A's were actually reeling that that year. It was like there was like a really exciting year where mm-hmm. A's and Twins were going back and forth, mm-hmm. and like Eckersley came in and saved some really important games for them, and a lot of people mm-hmm. came through. and Kinseco was actually having a pretty decent year, but what the reason it was really surprising for? It, they actually received Jeff Russell, who was the closer yep. for uh, Texas, mm-hmm. Ruben Sierra, their star outfielder, and Bobby Witt, who was a pretty good serviceable, yep. uh, you know. Probably a second or third starter at yeah, the time. Yeah. For Jose Kinsinka, who, all, even though he has pretty good years, he had like, you know, probably like a, averages thirty home runs at this time. He's averaging about thirty home runs a year. It's still not that great, you know. You right. give up three, two potential all stars, and one really good starter for somebody who's not even an all star that year.
0: Right.
1: So, right. So it was actually, I was actually really surprised. I was really happy, but. Um, as we discussed outside of uh, this podcast right before yep. I think you mentioned that this really reeked of the uh a trade where right. like um, this could have really hurt chemistry even though Kinseco is not a clubhouse guy for right. some reason this may have hurt them a little bit right. not in the sense of like chemistry within the team but the way the pitchers viewed um, the mm. lineup yeah. so like Kinseco is a guy who can hit home runs anywhere whereas in Ruben Sierra Ruben Sierra is a guy who can hit home runs in Texas, but maybe mm-hmm. not in Oakland. So I guess your question was how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. On paper, this was a lopsided trade for Texas. Right. Um, and in reality, it may have not been that. I mean, term, but I, mean, I would say like this was a lopsided. I, this was, I would do this in a heartbeat any day. Mm-hmm. You get a starter, which the A's needed. Mm-hmm. You get a guy who essentially 8th and ninth innings are like a lock. Right, You know, you get yeah. Russell and Eckersley yep. and with the other relievers that you have. Yeah. And then you get, you know, uh, Bob, Bobby Witt, who's actually a pretty good, I think he was a 17-game winner at right. some point. It's a pretty right. good pitcher.
0: Yeah, really, like you said, a serviceable starting pitcher, Bobby Witt. Uh, the Jeff Russell component of the, that trade reminds me a lot of that white flag deal between the White Sox and Giants, where the Giants received Roberto Hernandez, yeah. was an established All-Star closer. Mm-hmm. But when the Giants acquired him in that trade, they used him as like a setup guy. He didn't close, but you know he was there mm. for that for other purposes because they already had a guy. And in in this case, the A's had Dennis Eckersley, you know, mm. on his way to uh, the Hall of Fame because of his uh, you know, closing. Uh, yeah. career, not so much the starting, but the closing part of his career. And also, uh, you know, just, you just plug in Jeff Russell into that eighth inning. It's like you have two closers, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Back to back. I had a friend growing up, the infamous Royals fan that I, I've alluded to a few times. He and I disliked Jeff Russell because it mm-hmm. seemed like every time Jeff Russell pitched, he had this kind of funny grin on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Bobby Wood, very serviceable, number two, number three guy at that time. And yeah. Ruben Sierra, I feel like he's not talked about enough. Yeah. He was a great switch-hitting uh Outfielder for the Rangers, one of the yeah. best hitters of that time. You know, he and yeah. Conseco, Will Clark, Maguire, Ellis uh, Burks, all these guys. You know, Bonds, Bonilla, these guys came up around the same time. Mm-hmm. You would think that Conseco for Sierra, straight up, okay, because yeah. you know Kinsaco was kind of wearing out his welcome and all yeah. that, and maybe some contract issues, but yeah. I feel like the A's, that was kind of the beginning of what the A's are in right now. This was the beginning of that, yeah. where like they're giving away, they just haven't won a lot, mm-hmm. um, or as much, and they kind of stopped spending it. it. At least that's the feel. I mean, I know you follow the A's yeah. closer than me. Is that Was that your feel too?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was basically the fall. And actually, yeah. you, you you, that's very observant of you, yeah. because that's around the time where the old Ownership. The Haas family started to sell the team. They really sold the team at a really discounted rate to the. They did. It was really cheap. They're actually one of the most beloved.
0: Yeah. Very nice folks.
1: Yeah, Yeah. they're actually from San Francisco. Oh, family. I I used to have a teammate, baseball teammate, who grew up with their kids. Oh, okay. Or their grandkids or something. But um, yeah, so they sold the. uh, that was around the time they started to sell the team. Mm-hmm. That's when uh, um, the Mets' current GM, I forget what he was. The Sandy aide. Alderson. Sandy yeah. Alderson left the team and kind of First handed. place Mets. Yeah, first place Mets, <laughs> guys, by yeah. the
0: way.
1: Um, we didn't predict that.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Billy Bean worked for Aunt Alderson, too, he right? He did, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was around the time where Billy Bean's dreams of playing in the majors yeah. was gone. And he was yep. dreaming of going to Harvard and becoming yep. like a, <laughs> a starting Moneyball, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really think you're right. I uh, I definitely agree with you in that um, he um, that was the downfall, I think. And what's so funny about that whole team was that Ruben Sierra didn't really have a productive career for Oakland, right? He ended up hitting, like, 270 when he came right. in, and the next year he batted 230, even though he drove in 100 RBI. Right. And actually, do you remember what um, Tony Larissa called Ruben Sierra?
0: I don't, uh, offhand. So,
1: Tony Larissa, he's famous for, like, hating Canseco, or, like, you know, yeah. not... But he called Ruben Sierra the village idiot.
0: Oh, that was him, huh? yeah. Now, was he re- referring to something specifically, or...
1: I think maybe Sierra wanted more money, and I'm sure he was kind of mm-hmm. underpaid at the time, and he ended right. up getting paid when he left the A's. Maybe, I think he went to the Yankees or something. Or, right. There was a point where C- Sierra was like... So that was actually the, towards the end of C- Sierra's career, too. Right where, like, it was a downturn. And maybe that's yep. why they traded. Maybe Texas knew something. Right. right. Uh, and uh, and then later on, he would make a comeback with the Yankees. And that's the right. Yeah. But uh, there was something going on. One of the things about Sierra was Sierra was known as a ball player who was very flexible. Like, he was mm-hmm. really athletic. Right. Kind of like a all, all five-tool guy. He can run, he can hit, mm-hmm. he can play defense. Mm-hmm. But... He bulked up a lot that year.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And so he kind of his numbers suffered because whether it was steroids or, yeah. or just too much muscle and losing um, mm. fat speed or something. So.
0: You know, I was thinking of the three guys the A's got, and mm. I do remember that's a great call on your end. That seemed like that was the beginning of the end of Sierra's greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it's even that close to be honest. But maybe wrong. It seems like of the three guys the A's gotten that deal from Texas, that Bobby Witt had the biggest, made the biggest imprint as far as success with the A's. He also was with the A's the longest, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is a little bit of a shocker. Jeff Russell, not so much of a shocker. He was kind of in and out, but Sierra looked like he was on to greatness. He was already great. But you know, I think maybe another leg of this is that seemed like the beginning of the end of Ho- Jose Canseco too. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think he went and had some, he had some some big years with right. Toronto, and he had some yeah. home runs. But I think it was the end in terms of like the way, like. Fans view can say right. for some reason when he was with the A's and those A's were flashy. Mm-hmm. After that, it just he became a guy who was just went from team to team and right. nobody really. But you're right. I think Bobby Witt was the main. Like he won 14 games the next year, mm-hmm. and in fact, that year he pitched in six games and his ERA was 3.41, which at the right. time 3.41 was especially great. AL. Yeah, yeah, back then it was good. He yeah, Bobby Witt did a great job and yeah. um, for them. But all in all, I would say the trade was good for the A's yeah. because they got three pieces as then they only gave away one piece who, you know, Kinseka wasn't great. But it, it's interesting the importance of this trade is that it's actually like uh, the decline of two superstars, you know. Right. Ruben right. Sierra, one who's underrated, mm-hmm. and Jose Kinseka who is not underrated mm-hmm. but, you know, juiced up and really... I think that's around the time people were just trying to... F- were figuring out what kind of a guy he is. But he did have some really big numbers with Texas. Right. And, uh, did He play with Will Clark, right, on the same team at some point?
0: I believe so. Yeah. And there was talk about that. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, Will Clark and Jose Canseco hated each other. And mm-hmm. what's... Uh, uh, they, they had this barking match, I think, during the 89 playoff run and the World Series run for both teams. Uh, but, yeah... Um, Jose well, Canseco did have a couple of good years with Texas, I think. And then he had kind of a comeback year a few years later uh, with the Blue Jays. I think that was the last time he played the outfield, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He also returned to the A's, what, two more times or one more time?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Red inter- Sox. Yeah, it's interesting for a guy who, uh, for, for a team who doesn't like the guy, they brought him back an awful lot. He, he yeah. came back in 97. Mm-hmm. And he had 23 home runs for him. But he actually had some, you know, with Texas, he ended up, you know, not doing great. He batted a 230 for him that one year when they traded him. Right. But later on, and then the next year he was injured. If you remember, he tried to pitch the next year.
0: That's right. And don't forget the infamous headbutt home run. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Proved he could play soccer.
1: Yeah, and then his last year in Texas, he had 31 home runs. He ended up actually having a very good year. Uh, and then, you know, later on, you know, he averaged about 25 home runs until um, 98, where he hit 46 home runs. Mm. And he, when he played with Tampa Bay, he hit 34 home runs
0: for them. So, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, okay. so, I mean,
1: he hit a lot of home runs, you know, while all being juiced up. But, um,
0: <laughs> You know, uh, what was the name of the, the Rangers' manager? His last name was Kennedy. I believe he works for ESPN or Fox. Um, he was their manager. And he was a guy who was highly talented in the Dodgers' uh, farm system as a manager. And the Rangers picked him up, and he failed miserably. That was kind of the thing that defined him as putting Conseco into pitch. Yeah, that's right. And that kind of ruined uh, Conseco, uh in many ways, I think. And it definitely ruined Kennedy's career as a manager. He hasn't oh. been back since, right?
1: Kevin Kennedy, that's right. Yeah, so is wrong. it Kevin?
0: Yeah. And, uh, he had a mustache. He had a porno mustache. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Conseco, although he had some great offensive years um, after his run with the A's the first time, I-, I think what I was mostly talking about is, you know, he was looked at as, like, this mega superstar. And, like, yeah. around that, the end with the A's and beyond that, a lot of the domestic violence stuff came up with him. And just a lot of... Uh, People just really hated Jose Canseco for a yeah. number of reasons, and it seemed like it was around that time where, like you know, that superstardom, mega-stardom, like status, people he once had, that started to decline. Even though the numbers were often there, the offensive numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like the perfect DH, too, right? He just can. Even that last season, or that one season in uh, Toronto, where he played some right field or left field. You know, it was pretty, it was an ugly thing to witness, his, his uh, yeah. lack of outfield skills.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always, when I was a kid, they used to show these highlights where Kinseko was making like a sliding catch. Right. And everybody used to say like how Kinseko was a terrible uh, <laughs> out, pl- defensive player, but yeah. I always thought, well, oh, he's good though, yeah. look at that highlight.
0: Yeah, right, right. But,
1: um, but yeah, I mean.
0: I thought that about Candy Maldonado too. When they were hit slid, they go, wow, what a great gold glove outfielder, and yeah. he slid. Most likely it's because he yeah.
1: misjudged it. Yeah.
0: Or maybe I liked him because his name was Candy. It's I meat. <laughs> yeah Or because he was an ex-Dodger. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that in, like, that, what, five-year stretch, the Rangers traded Ruben Sierra, and they traded another great uh, former outfielder, um, Juan Gonzalez, who's a oh, guy I yeah. was thinking about. Um, that, that may be another podcast we do, but. It just seemed like they did not—they didn't get enough for Juan Gonzalez. I don't think they got enough for uh, the three guys they traded to the A's either.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a point where, like, I was all like, "What are? What's the point of being a Texas Rangers?" You know, I yeah. mean, as we all know, like uh, our former president, President Bush, made most yeah. of his money investing in the right. Rangers, right. and Rangers never really won anything. They had no. a lot of sluggers, but they year in and year out, they'd lose out to the A's, to the you know Angels, to the. Yeah. Royals, but they never like. It's just like I, I, not until recently have they really been successful winning.
0: And... Well, I remember growing up, uh, the Rangers were looked at as one of the like awful franchises. Yeah. In baseball, because they had a couple of okay players, but they kind of remind me of Tampa Bay today, where like you can't like, even though Tampa Bay has only been in Major League Baseball for what sixteen, seventeen seasons. There isn't a Tampa Bay Devil Ray slash Ray they could say is a Hall of Famer as a Ray. And when I was growing up, the Rangers were kind of like that team, and so were the Mariners. But well, now the Mariners, you know, they had you know Randy Johnson and, and Griffey and say what you want about A-Rod. But, you know, say, yeah. but now you can kind of look back, and the Rangers have had a lot of success. But a long time, they were like the Giants for a long time. You and I growing mm-hmm. up, no pitching, yeah. no starting pitching. Except Nolan Ryan. Right, right, and that wasn't even until, like, you know, 90, right, yeah, or 89, that's, 90. that's right, so yeah, 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 they didn't really have anybody. For a long time, it was, like, you know, guys like Richie Zisk, you know, and, you know, Buddy Bell, I think, was there a little bit, maybe Toby Hera. These oh, aren't, like, Guzman. mom
1: I remember
0: that. Yeah, so, I mean, not nothing to really brag about, to uh, do a Major League Baseball trade history podcast about, but, uh, you know, Ruben Sierra and even these guys today who are, uh, you know, They've had some great players of late, but yeah.
1: I guess let's go back to Kinseko, which is kind yeah. of interesting. What do you, what did you think of Kinseko? So when I was a little kid, like uh-huh. Kinseiko was like there's just something like those posters of his when he took yeah. that swing. Right. There's just something about him that was special. We all know now what yeah. it was, those yeah. steroids, but yeah. But it was just like the guy was a superstar. Like right. his cards were I remember when I was a kid, like people would actually pay money for his cards, his right. rookie card, even his regular cards, like, I remember I had a, uh, there was a baseball card club in junior high once, mm. and, like, there's a teacher who, I don't know if this was legal, but, like, yeah. he would sell cards, but he would actually, if you gave him a Kinseiko card, he would give you, like, a pack or something, like, that. <laughs> so, like, it was interesting how, like, um, like, how much people love this guy. Like, and he was the first 40-40 guy and, like, mm. just incredible, magnificent player. You know, albeit we all know why, but still, there are a lot of other players who, you know, who accomplish the same type of things because of cheating.
0: I remember, uh, AB 8, maybe nine, ninety. there was this baseball card shop I used to frequent in the city. And, uh, Jose Canseco's 86 Donruss card is, is a rare rookie, the, the hard one to get. That thing was about 40 bucks, and then I went back the next week. They had three of them. They're all going for over 100 They mm-hmm. just, like, went up threefold in value. It's like Conseco is kind of superhuman. Like, he, he can hit the ball really high and far. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, first 40-40 guy. And, you know, he he was kind of on top of the baseball world for a while. And there's, like, all these rumors about him and Madonna and all that. And he just seemed like he uh, went beyond baseball. Like, it's almost like what like a lot of what sports is today. It's more Hollywood and entertainment versus sports. Or at least that's what it's looked at differently. Like, back then, you didn't see sports stories or athletes on like the late night shows or like on mainstream media beyond the like the you know the the sports reports but now you see all that tonight show you see athletes all the time but back then it wasn't like that it seemed like Conseco was like kind of beyond just an athlete you know and I think that made him even bigger than he was because society viewed him as kind of this bigger more than just an athlete kind of figure Mm-hmm. Plus, he was big and powerful, and and a great offensive player. I you know, I think I want to say he was a pretty oh he was not an awful defensive player either early in early in his career, and he could run. You know, like you said, forty yeah. forty first ever.
1: So I guess in conclusion, I do feel like it was definitely a great good trade for the A's. Yeah. I would I would make it, but it was interesting. I think the the Rangers knew something about Sierra's probably uh, diminishing talents,
0: right? And uh, you know, don't forget uh, four hundred thousand bucks. The word on the street is the A's also got that money, yeah. and um, you know we haven't talked about this trade uh, in particular. But there was a trade the Giants made with the Rockies where they mm-hmm. gave up Daryl Hamilton,
1: yeah,
0: and the Giants got Ellis Burks back.
1: Yeah,
0: what a lot of people don't think about. That was a great trade for the Giants. What people don't think about is. That trade was made possible by a few other trades that favored the Giants. But the Giants also save money. And it just makes it easier to take on a little bit more salary. And I don't remember who the A's got or what they did with that 400000 But I don't know. It just, it's not just the players. It's the money, too, that really yeah. helped uh, the A's. So.
1: 400000 back then, I think... And yeah. at the time was maybe the highest paid per at three million a year.
0: Yeah, like three, three and a half. Four hundred yeah.
1: thousand was like if you think about twenty, you know, twenty million being or thirty million being the highest now, and that's right. like, you know, an eighth of that might be what uh, maybe two, three million dollars now, which is right. not bad.